Thank you, Quentin. So I'm Dan Carlson. I'm, I'm one of the elders here at Grand Rapids E-Free Church. And this morning, we are starting off a series on the marks of maturity. And as a church, this ties into our, our vision. We've got five different marks of maturity. And the first one is intimacy with God. And that's what I'm going to talk about this morning. Before I do that, I just want to give a caveat. I'm not there. When it comes to spiritual maturity, I don't know if any of us are ever there. I'm daily learning, I'm growing. Um, but spending time with God and having God an intimate part of my life is, is something that I'm passionate about and I just wanna share that with you. Um, so James 4.8 tells us that if we come near to God, he will come near to us. This has been proven over and over and over again in the lives of so many Christians. Um, that being said, it takes time, it takes patience, but if you draw close to God, he definitely will draw close to you. So one of the things in, in trying to figure out, you know, where are we at spiritually, um, when it comes to intimacy with God, there's a question that we can ask ourselves. And that question is, am I daily deepening my relationship with God? And am I eager to spend time with him through scripture, prayer, and worship? So that's kind of the, the ruler that, that we like to use to see how we're doing in progressing on our spiritual intimacy with God. Um, so I did what everybody did when you're trying to figure out the meaning of something. I want to make sure that we're all on the same page when we talk about intimacy with God. So I went to Google. Isn't that what we all do when we need to know something? We Google it. So dictionary.com defines intimacy as um, associated in close personal relations, an intimate friend, characterized by or involving warm friendship or a personally close or familiar association or feeling, very private, closely personal, one's intimate affairs. That's the kind of relationship that we're talking about with God this morning. Now that being said, I wanna make clear that, that God is the amazing creator of the universe. His glory is more than we can fathom and I no way am going to reduce him to just a friendship. But that being said, what we're gonna look at this morning reveals God's desire to have that close personal relationship with us. So as for me, I, like I said, I'm, I'm not there. I'm a sinner, I'm saved by grace. I'm, I'm very grateful to be where, at, where I'm at in my life with my relationship with God, but I, I've not arrived. Um, I'm not a great teacher not a great preacher, I'm not a theologian, I just simply have a heart for sharing God and for the role that God plays in my life and I wanna share that with you. The other part about what I'm about to tell you, this is my Bible. Um, and what we're gonna talk about this morning relies heavily on, on the Bible, on the Word of God. And what you need to know is that my view of this Bible is that it's the inspired, inerrant, and infallible Word of God. In other words, this Bible 
is everything that God wanted us to know. It's exactly what he wanted us to know. And there's no errors in this Bible. So that's the perspective I come from as I go ahead with this message this morning. The last thing I, I want to do is, is reach out and let, me, let you know who it is I'm speaking to. So if you feel that God is distant, if you feel like God has never spoke into your life, I'm talking to you this morning. If, if you're a Christian who, who is in a season where it seems like God has been just absent for a while, I'm talking to you. I, I've got a huge heart for, for what the role that God has played in my life, and, and I really want to, to share that with you if you're feeling like he's distant. So that's, that's what we're talking about this morning. As I go through this, I'm going to rely back on my army training way back when. I just got a grin from Larry because he knows what that's worth. Um, so what they teach you in the army or what they did way back when about training is you just need to do three things. You need to tell people what it is you're going to tell them. Then you need to tell them. And then you need to tell them what you've told them. So you guys... Keep me honest. Let's see if I do that. So this is what I'm going to talk about this morning. This is what I'm going to tell you about. Is that God's desire is for an intimate relationship with us. And his promise is that if we seek him, we will find him. That being said, there's some things that we need to do to make that happen. First, we need to humble ourselves, confess our sins, and repent. Secondly, we need to trust. We need to trust that God is going to reveal himself through the word and through the Holy Spirit. And the third thing is we need to seek him. We need to actively spend time seeking God. And if we do those things, you'll find that your relationship with God will grow deeper week by week. Every month in, month out, year in, year out. So that first point, we need to humble ourselves, we need to confess our sins, and repent. Um, so from 1 John 1, 5 through 7, and verse 9, I'm just going to read this. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light... As he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all righteousness. God is light. God, God is the opposite of sin. We're human. We are full of sin. The only way that we can be in God's presence is through the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. And you need to trust that your sin has been forgiven. Let me say that again. We need to trust. We need to stand firmly on the fact that your sin has been forgiven and you are welcome in the presence of God. 
humility. So, so one of the biggest sins and, and, and one of the most insidious sins is pride. Humility is the opposite of pride. Um, God does not abide in pride. So we need to really humble ourselves. And real often it's, it's very hard for us to see our own pride. Pride's that thing that, that says, you know what? I got this. I don't need God. Or it says, yeah, my sin isn't that big of a deal. That's pride. <laughs> and as long as we're in pride, we cannot be in the presence of God. We need to, to give up our pride. Um, this is the kind of humility that, that we're talking about. This is James 4, 7 through 10. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. That's pretty dire serious stuff. That's, that's a level of humility that most of us don't bring ourselves to very often. But that's what God's looking for. Um, as, I, as I read that, I'm, I'm reminded of something somebody told me a long time ago and also reminded of a story. So a long time ago, a friend told me that one of the things that helps them when they're reading their, their Bible is to, to read it as a letter specifically written to you and interject your name. So, so this verse we just read, submit yourselves then, Dan, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you, Dan. Come near to God and he will come near to Dan. Right? That, that has been a helpful tool to me. When I talk about that, I'm reminded of a time last spring. I had started keto to try to shed some weight. And keto, if you don't know, keto is like zero carb or next to no carb. Um, potatoes, wheat, rice, sugar, all that stuff is out the window. So I'm starting this keto diet and I'm, I'm doing okay and I'm driving through town and I'm listening to Chip Ingram. I'm listening to a podcast. And Chip is talking about that, that tactic of reading the Bible and inserting his name. And, and so it, I'm not, I don't remember exactly what verse he was reading, but it went something kind of like this. Submit yourselves, Chip, to God. Resist the devil, Chip, and he will flee from you. Come near to God, Chip, and he will come near to you. And I'm driving along, and it hits me. Like, man, I want some chips. <laughs> Chip, 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 chip. Th that tactic really, really does help, though. Um, so one of the things that we need to do is we need to trust that God is going to reveal himself through the Word and through his Holy Spirit. When, when we talk about the Word, I, I told you what, what the Word means to me. Um, the Greek word as it's translated in this context, for word is logos. And again, going to my trusty Google to learn things, I, I looked up the meaning of, of logos. And most of the definitions I found were, were pretty similar. Um, this one I pulled from pbs.org of all places. And what PBS had to say about the word logos 
The word word is it's an, an eternal and unchanging truth present from the time of creation, available to every individual who seeks it. From the very beginning, we've had the word. The word is with us. The word is in us. It's always available. Um, John 1, 1 through 13, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. John 1, 14, the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld its glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So, so when, we're, when we're talking about the Word, we're talking about Christ himself. We're talking about God breathing life into the words in these pages in a spiritual sense, not in a printer's sense, but in a spiritual sense. As part of our spirits, as part of Christ's spirits. In, in this trusting of God that he's going to re reveal ourselves through the word and through his Holy Spirit, I firmly believe that here in America, most Western countries, we're at a bit of a disadvantage when it comes to things spiritual. Culturally, we are, we're pretty close to spiritual concepts. Um, we don't believe in ghosts, you know. When you read your Bible, the Bible is all about spiritual concepts and, and the spiritual world that we live in and the spirits all around us, good and bad. Um, God purposely gave us a spirit, gave us his spirit to be our companion. 1 Corinthians 2.11 For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. So for us getting to know God, we need to go through his Holy Spirit. We need to get to know his Holy Spirit. John 14, 16. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Holy Spirit is with us every single minute of every single day. God created us in in his likeness. And the essence of God is, is he is spiritual. He's a spiritual being. He created us in his likeness. We are spiritual beings. We can connect with God with our spirits. Um, I've heard it said that, that we are spiritual beings having a physical um, experience. That physical experience is not going to last long. Our spiritual life will last eternally. So as we, as we talk about getting to know God and, and strengthening our relationship with him, it's really important that we start learning how to see the world through spiritual eyes rather than through earthly eyes. So kind of keep that in mind as we move forward. So the last thing I said that, that we need to do to build that intimate relationship with God is to seek him. 
Luke 11, 9 through 10. And, and this is Jesus speaking in this verse. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be open. This verse is all about action on our part, seeking God, seeking that relationship with him. James 4, 8, the verse that we started with, again, come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So, so if we draw close to God, God will come close to us. So too often we feel like, like God is distant. He's un, unreachable. Pick up the phone, he doesn't answer. The, the Bible proves that that is just not the case. God is with us. We just need to reach out and, and look for him and seek him. So I'm going to go back to my, my good old army training. I told you what I was going to tell you. I told you. I'm going to tell you what I told you. What we're talking about today is that God's desire, his desire is for an intimate relationship with us. His promise is that if we seek him, we'll find him. We talked about the three things that we need to do to make that happen. First was we need to humble ourselves. We need to confess our sins and repent. The second is we need to firmly trust that God is going to reveal himself through his word and through his Holy Spirit. And the third is we need to seek him. So, end a message, end a story. That, that's, that's all really important information, but what I think is, is important is how do we do that? And again, I'm, I'm, no, I'm nobody special. As my mom would say, I'm just an old shoe. I'm just an average Joe. But, but I, I, in the course of the last 18 years of my life, God has been present and, and a big part of my life. And I just want to share some things that, that has brought that about, things that I think might be helpful for you. And again, when I say you, if you feel like, God has never spoken into your life or it's been a long time, we're, we're talking right now. We're talking together. Um, the first thing is, in my mind, you can't have an intimate relationship with God. You can't know God if you don't know the Word of God. If, if you don't know the Word of God, it's dang near impossible for you to know when God is speaking into your heart. God, through, through his word, reveals his, his intimate desires, his thoughts, his concerns, his joys. He shares all those things that an intimate friend would share with us. It's all right here. There, there's so much about God, so much about creation that is an absolute mystery to us. But everything that we need to know to have an intimate relationship with God, he spelled out for us right here. He tells us everything that we need to know to do that. The other thing is, in, in knowing the word of God, 
you will have discernment. You will know that when you're praying and you get that certain message in your mind, on your heart, you'll have the discernment to know, God, was that really you? There's a simple test. If it lines up with what God has told us in his word, it's, it's biblical, it's from God. If it doesn't, it certainly is not God. If it doesn't line up with what the word says, you're having a nice little conversation in your mind with yourself. Nothing more than that. Um, so knowing the word is, is very important to having that intimate relationship with God. The next thing is, is you need to know that this takes time and that our relationship with God is gonna grow deeper, more intimate, as time goes, and the more time we spend with him, the more intimate that relationship is gonna become. So, so to make that happen, we need to do some things. We need to prioritize our time. Um, nearly every day, I've got a list of to-do items. And if I'm going through life and God isn't on my radar as one of those things that I need to be spending my time around, I am failing in my relationship with God. I am I'm ignoring that relationship. It's not going to deepen if I'm ignoring it. For me to, to have quality time with God, I need to remove distractions. I, I need to get quiet. So I'm, I'm one of those people that my mind is going 24-7. Going I'm, I'm solving problems. I'm thinking three steps ahead. I'm, I'm creating problems for myself just so I can have something to solve. It takes a lot for my mind to get quiet. Um, I, need to, I need to purposely get into a spot where I can remove things that distract me. I need to quiet my spirit, and, and one of the techniques that I use that helps me a lot is I've, I've learned how to do some deep breathing exercises, which, which brings down your heart rate and, and you know, does a lot of things physically, but it also helps me quiet my mind of that busyness. Um, but a lot of you know my wife, Rita. Um, the conversation that happens frequently in our house kind of goes like this. Rita, honey, what are you thinking about? Nothing. Me on this side, boom, mind blown. How is that possible? My mind cannot think about nothing. She has that ability. I, I simply don't. So I have to take these steps. The other thing that, that I would say about being intentional about with your time with God is do a little research on meditating over the Bible. Um, if you know anything about meditation, what you know is not what I'm talking about. Biblical meditation is not, um. <laughs> Biblical meditation is, is different, and I'm not gonna go into the details, but, but it's worth going to your friend Google and looking it up. There's a lot to be learned in just spending time meditating in the Word. You gotta trust that He is going to speak into your life through His Word. Trust that, know that that's gonna happen. Don't think it might, trust that it's going to. And lastly, I, I would just say, and, and again, this is coming from my experience, listen for God more than we talk. 
So often my prayers are blah, blah, blah. God, this is what I want. Oh my God, this is terrible. I need this. Can you help that person? Can you help this? And I'm just don't stop talking. Stop. Be patient. Listen. Let it be quiet for a little bit. Listen to what God has to say to you. So lastly, in, in my tips of, of how, I just very emphatically would say pray. Kind of a no-brainer, but, but this is what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm talking about praying constantly. I'm talking about praying as you go through your day. I'm talking about praying when something pleasantly surprises you. Say a quick little prayer to thank God. When, when you're confused and, and are trying to sort stuff out, take a couple seconds, pray. Stay in constant discussion with God about your life. Pray before you read the Bible. Ask God to, to reveal something for you as you sit down to read the Bible. Pray after you read the Bible. Thank God for what he has revealed. Or, or ask him, God, is that really what you want me to take away from this reading today? Pray, pray, pray. I got a challenge for you. If you spend a lot of time in your vehicle alone, turn that radio off for a half hour. It's not easy to do, but, but turn that bugger off, shut the tunes off, and just have a conversation with God during that half hour. You'll be amazed. The last thing I want to leave you with is look forward to your time with God. I think it was, I, I, don't quote me on this. Don't quote me on the guy I'm quoting because I'm not sure if it's the right guy. But I think it was Abe Lincoln said something to the effect of, in general, people are as happy as they choose to be. And for me, it's, it's the same thing in choosing to look forward to my time with God. I can look at it as a duty, as a chore, but I don't do that. I, I choose to look forward to spending time just like you'd look forward to spending time with your best friend, with your, with your favorite granddaughter. You know, look forward to spending your time with God. You really, you have a choice in that matter. So as I just kind of wrap things up here, I'd like to call the worship team back up. Um, I'm going to leave you with a quote from C.S. Lewis, one of my, my favorite authors. C.S. Lewis said that, look for Christ and you will find him. And with him, everything else. And, and that is, is so true. Everything we need in life, we will find through Christ. And if we look for Christ we will find him. Thank you.